Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. Yes, you can see us. How's it going? And we have got Dan, who uh, I think we should introduce first as the man from the audio from the That Time When podcast and also the man with the shirt. Yeah, I am wearing the shirt today. You, yeah. you've, you've outdone us, both of us put together. Me and Jess have just gone for bland black and you've gone for extravagant and I love it. Thank you. How are you, Jess? Dying. Yeah, half zombie, you, yeah. you mentioned before we went live. Why, why are you a half zombie? Because I got back from Argentina very early yesterday and hadn't slept in two nights. Nice. So, not from anything fun, just, no. just from, well, one, being on a plane and two, being in a very circumspect hotel. Um, <laughs> Which had a window to the stairwell. It did, it did. I mean, the joys of the joys and glamour of travelling for motorsport. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's two wheels that time, isn't it? MotoGP, yeah. yeah. I've swapped I've swapped four wheels for two for just a little while. How have you found it? That's Yeah, it's been it's been experience. interesting. It's definitely different. Um and it's it's set up kind of similar to F one. So it like in terms of, you know, what goes on each day, it's very similar working behind the scenes. Um but the racing itself is kind of yeah, it's 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 different. Um I'm still, I'm still working out whether I'm like a diehard fan of it or not. It's racing, so it's yeah. great. I love racing. There's an element to it that you obviously love, yeah. Yeah, and it's got good atmosphere to it. The fans are flipping mental. Um, but no, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. So yeah, love but it. I'm back. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad that I managed to catch the catch the race. You did actually manage to watch the race, which I is did. Uh, which is a key element to this podcast, yeah. which, is, which is good. Uh, and Dan, obviously, you, you watched it. You're a, I've seen the race, yeah. And I was lucky enough to be out there, which was also yeah. amazing. Yeah, no, enough, um, enough talking about my like my trip on your MotoGP. Two wheels. How was it? Yeah, it was it was amazing. Um, you know, just to be out there in the paddock and 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 kind of filming with you know seeing the drivers and and you know doing all the social stuff uh, for people that obviously been, uh, follow us on social media, they would have seen it. And yeah, it was really nice. It was really good. And the the race itself, which is obviously what we're here to talk mm. about today, was an absolute cracker. Mm. So uh, some three word race reviews from fans before we get started into our own. Pietti underscore says entertaining but heartbreaking. I have to agree with that one. Yeah. Panoa Daria says, oh my God. Uh, race department says, windy Bahrain madness. And finally, Tom likes cars, night races rule. Yes. Well, yeah. there's a selection of quite, well, emotional um, three-word race reviews. Now, let's get on to the Bahrain Grand Prix because we've got a lot to get through. We yeah. Are, like, I was kind of writing this, this document up and I was like, there were so many things to talk about. So Jess, let's, let's get an overview first from you. Yeah, I think I'm going to be carrying on from where the fans started. Mine is Bahrain bloody brilliant. Um kind of going on what we were just touching i watched the race um from the media center in, uh, in argentina um just oh, so before went, oh before was it it was similar? just before the moto gp race started oh, so good timing. it timed out really really well and i was watching um on my laptop in one of the commentary boxes and as the race started literally from the word go I was making all kinds of noises because everything was happening and people from the media center were running into my commentary box to like watch what was going on. So oh, at one really? point we had like a massive crowd around <laughs> us as we were watching the race, which was brilliant. But it is literally every, every time something happened, I just kind of went, oh my God. And then you just see people fly into the box to like oh, wow. watch what was going on whilst like Moto2 was running or something. Yeah. So whilst everyone I was, was concentrating on the... <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry for distracting you all from Moto2, but Amazing. the race was, was fantastic. But yeah, it's just, I think I said this a very similar thing last year, like last year's race was like edge of your seat stuff from the word go and it just this is the second time in a row where it's just provided everything that i want from a grand prix strategy overtakes bit of drama you know the the setup as you know you were just saying it was windy it's dusty mm. it's nighttime it's kind of got all those dramatic elements sparks that, as well sparks yeah sparks. so it's just <laughs> yeah. 
for me, it's just one of those ones that I genuinely just always will get excited about now because it seems to deliver. It hasn't delivered every single time. No, you know, absolutely people, not. People don't like it. It's another tilt drone that people are a bit like about. But pff, I don't think you can argue with what happened on Sunday. Absolutely so. not. What did you make of it, Dan? I mean, uh, Night Race, uh, was it Night Race is a brilliant, was one of the three word race reviews. Uh, yeah. Is it something about the night race that has made Bahrain almost evolve? I think it is. I mean, it's all, it was always one of those tracks before it became night race that was it was occasionally exciting, but it was a little bit forgettable. Like, mm-hmm. there have been some good races, but off the top of your head, you sort of struggle to think of them like many. But since it's become a night race, it's taken on a whole new character. Everything just seems more dramatic, more explosive. And it, I think the fact, or one of the things is as well, is because in practice, two of the practice sessions are in the day. And the races at night when the track temperature is totally different. Yeah. So you're it's an element of the unknown. Isn't half it? the practice is irrelevant, basically, yeah. or less relevant than at other circuits. So it makes the race more unpredictable. Yeah, it's, it was an absolute stunner. We have a couple of questions. Batterson Mark says, since the hybrid era, is the Byron International Circuit the most consistent circuit delivering great racing? What do you, what do you reckon to that I one? think, yeah, Bahrain and China, I think both of those are up there as two of my favourites that I look forward to every year yeah. because they're almost always something happens and the fact they're back to back as well yeah yeah I'll make sure to quote you on that because I know one one of your predictions is for uh, for China (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, but yeah I have to agree Uh, Bahrain's really been delivering the last few years and Origin Gamma says how did you feel about the third DRS zone before the Grand Prix and how do you feel about it now so when I first heard about it I thought that it could only improve the racing and it did, uh, in, in my opinion. There were a few comments. Jacques Villeneuve, who loves to be controversial, came out and said that you know he thought it ruined the racing a little bit and it was a bit artificial. But I, I don't think... It wasn't too overpowered. It, would, it put cars side by side or gave them an opportunity to overtake. But you saw, for example, Charles, which we'll get onto, but he got past Vettel, but then Vettel didn't get straight back past down the next DRS straight. And, you know, there was... It wasn't like it was just a bit rubbish and artificial mm. yeah. I felt like it was just right yeah same I think before the race I thought oh it's going to make it a bit too crazy like which could be entertaining if it's just a DRS fest but it's not the sort of thing you really want to see mm. but then during the race I thought it was great I think it created more overtaking up into turn four but none of them or very few of them were slam dunks so we always used to get overtaking up there but I think it just made more of it yeah so instead of so we've maybe got double the amount of overtakes into turn four or whatever but it was it was good. It's funny because I've never thought that Bahrain is one of the tracks that needs an extra no, DRS zone. Mm. So uh, whether it's a little bit gratuitous, potentially, like I still think we'd have had good racing had there not been that third DRS yeah, zone. Same. But it's kind of hard to say because yeah. we didn't have it. Like last year, they didn't have it and they didn't have a problem. I think there are other tracks that could benefit from another DRS zone. But again, it's like it kind of leads with what Dan was saying um, not a massive fan of DRS anyway no me neither but if it's going to give us some cool overtaking yeah. and it's going to kind of shake up the field a bit then I'm not against it and I agree I agree with Dan like I didn't really notice it and go oh god's sake like mm, yeah. of course he overtook because yeah. it kind of just just gave us a little bit more drama maybe because like, we they've sometimes got it wrong at maybe China at yeah. maybe, where, yeah. where they'd just be so far clear going to the hairpin yeah. and you'd be like well this is rubbish yeah. whereas it was side by side action yeah. Um, another thing I kind of noticed during the race was that they could follow a lot closer in that middle sector than than what they've used to be able to in, in years gone by. And I think maybe that's to do with the, the regulation changes. We don't really know because obviously there's more than one factor that's been changed going into this year. But it did seem like they could follow closer. Maybe that is because of the extra DRS zone as well, because you keep closing and closing and then it's the middle sector, then another DRS zone. You know, it's it's a, a variety of factors, but I, feel, I felt it looked like the car's were a bit more comfortable following each other mm. from they, what I saw. They, I did hear someone, I forget who said it, but I did hear one of the drivers saying that the, the tyres would still overheat if you got yes, too close. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like There, was, there wasn't like a huge, huge... Well, at the back of the field. But there wasn't like a massive, massive <laughs> gap um, yeah. in between, in between um, kind of packs or, or drivers. I almost said riders then. Oh, so in wow. MotoGP, yeah. I get absolutely taken apart 
when you part say when I drivers. say drivers instead of riders. <laughs> and now I finally got it, but now I'm applying it to F1 drivers. So I'm calling them riders, them. and I'm like, oh, for God's sake. Just call them all pilots. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he's going to start calling them pilots. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody has a go at you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, apart from the Europeans, because they that's what yeah, they call they them. Yeah, they love pilots. Um, yeah. Right, let's, Sorry, carry let's, on. Uh, no, let's move on to uh, the, uh, the, the big moment in the race, which uh, a lot of people are still almost mourning over. Uh, and that's where my three-word race review comes in. Uh, I, I went with not over it, uh, and I'm not, really. It was uh, quite quite a devastating turn of events for uh, Charles Leclerc out in the lead. Uh, we had a, three, a few three-word race reviews. Uh, one and only Claudie, Claudie says Leclerc was awesome, and Dynamo one four, uh, sorry, 458 says I want to die. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> obviously there's some people taking the positives of, of the performance that Leclerc put in and others just feeling quite quite sad and I remember sitting in the grandstand and obviously you know people know that I am a fan of Charles and <laughs> it was he'd, he'd pulled away he'd gone and then I just remember him going past and I said to Vincent who's 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 sat here listening to the audio um that I was like that was quite slow he was going past and then and then the next lap a force India was behind him and I was like this isn't good and I just saw the gaps and it was it you know it just disintegrated within laps and it was quite a I don't know it wasn't the, the the nicest thing to watch because of what an incredible performance it was and people can't just say because I'm a fanboy that it was an amazing performance because well he had a terrible start didn't he but then absolutely picked it up from there mm. it yeah. was I mean his start was wheel spin McGee that's what I'm going to call it <laughs> it was a serious amounts of wheel spin but to be fair watching the first lap I don't know about you guys I was like oh no What's is this car? Is there something wrong with his car? Because he was making mistakes left, right, and centre. No, I I thought when I first watched it, I was like, the nerves got the better of him. Yeah. Um, and he also positioned his car really weird on the grid. Did you see? He like pointed oh, it. Yeah. He pointed it to the left slightly, so pole is on the left. Yeah, yeah. Um, in Bahrain, but he pointed it more right. left, and you'd think he'd be pointing it right to cover off mm. Vettel, but it was pointed slightly left, and I kept thinking to myself like. Either there's something he knows that the rest of us don't, or that's a mistake. Yeah. Um, obviously hoping for the former, but um, yeah, it just it just seemed like up until that point he had made no mistake whatsoever, and then it came to the start and it all kind of went a bit mm. west. But it all got a lot better. Didn't it all got it? a lot at, better. At the start. I mean, Bottas just for that moment in the race was great you know he stuck it to Hamilton he, he got past Leclerc as well and we thought okay all right Valtteri Bottas calm down world championship leader uh, and then it went downhill for him we'll get on to Bottas but but for Leclerc you know you, as, as we just said you know it was like wow there's a lot of nerves going on here but mm. then he settled himself down very quickly mm-hmm. Bottas then bottled it because uh, well it was so windy so I can see why drivers were making mistakes but he made a mistake and then Leclerc just hunted down Vettel and a moment that uh, I think someone came in with a question, but we'll, we'll talk about it now, is is the, the team radio message that, that Charles yeah. had, which was stay behind for two laps. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't. No. Wow. And I think that's because he saw the opportunity to take a clean move. And I think that was the right call. I think, you know, you have to be a team player. And we've spoken about this a lot on the podcast when it has come to like team orders and what you should, what should you do and how should you handle it. And to be honest, I think he, even though he was a slightly defiant it was still clean racing. Um, he was definitely faster than Vettel yeah. um, and had, saw the opportunity and, and took it. And had he not, then we, we might have had a completely different outcome. Um, obviously, it wasn't a great race for Ferrari full stop. Um, but yeah, I think, I think he made the right decision. It, mm. it, he did it in a way that was still fairly respectful, I think. I don't know. If it was another driver, yeah. would we be saying the same thing? I don't think he, I don't, I wasn't kind of like surprised. And I mean, why two laps? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was an odd call, wasn't it? Do you know why that would have been, Dan? Uh, well, I think a lot of the time when you see drivers running in tandem and the guy behind will always come on the team radio and say, oh, I'm so much faster, um, let me through. It's just a thing, you know, because they want to be ahead. But yeah. with Charles, he was clearly so much faster that I think, you know, Ferrari probably didn't have a lot of time to think, oh, what do we do in this situation? And yeah. just probably said it, like, oh, give us two laps so that we can come up with a plan. But Charles was so much quicker, he just had to do it anyway, because if he'd waited for those two laps, that's not just lost time, but it could have, yeah. like, killed his tyres and killed his race. Absolutely. Because yeah. we were just saying, yeah, if you got close, your tyres would overheat yes. and then you'd, you'd lose it. And then, as we saw, strategy came and it played such a big part of this race that that could have killed 
the entire race altogether for him. So yeah, but it was a case. It was just a case of he caught up and passed him. Yeah, there, there was literally, just, literally it was a it. done deal. It was yeah. it was ridiculous. And, and Vettel tried to come past. Back, yeah, he tried to get him back under DRS, which was close. I didn't see that the onboard of Vettel, but there was like a bit of a swiggle, and then yeah, it looked close anyway from uh, from the camera further down the straight. But apart from that, there wasn't. It was pretty clean. Yeah, it was and, fine. Uh, you know, Charles very much stated, I'm not a number two here. And I, I wonder, as you mentioned, Jess, I wonder if that would have been different if it was another driver or if it was for fourth or fifth. Mm. Would Charles have done that had it not been for the lead? I don't know. I think he may well have waited around a little bit longer or not as been as aggressive, maybe. But at the same time, he made the move uh, stick, didn't yeah. he? So. I think he's, he definitely saw this as his race. Yeah. Um, you know, he out-qualified Vettel by three-tenths. Um, he... he as we've just covered, he cocked up the start a little bit, but I think in his mind he was thinking, no, no, I'm number one driver yeah. for today because I outqualified you, I'm faster than you. So I think in, it's a definite, definitely a different mindset from Australia where mm. you're right, where he obeyed. Like, can I, can I come obeyed through? team orders. Yeah. But I think for him, he probably didn't feel the same way, like that wasn't his race. Mm. Whereas this one very much was his race everybody was talking about him everybody had the pressure on him and ferrari would have given him first first call in the first instance before he dropped behind vettel but yeah so i think that's probably came into play as well um as to why he might have defied them but hey right cool he uh he did it and uh i I don't think ferrari will have much to say on that so let's talk about his teammate sebastian Mm. vettel uh, Joachim Jepsen says, why is Vettel so prone to making mistakes when Lewis is close to him? Is Vettel hyped? Is he cracking under pressure from Charles? Now, this is the curious case of Sebastian Vettel over the last sort of 18 months where I saw someone say he spun like five times in the last 13 races, which is like you don't see any other driver spin off their own accord. I know some of them was contact, but for me, I... I know that you know Sky Sports etc. Like to kind of go straight in and be like, "Has Vettel is choke? Is he choking?" And blah blah blah. I I don't think he's lost skill so much, no. but I feel like he does crack under pressure mm. um, because his, most of his world championships were against Mark Webber. You, you can say that really. You know, he wasn't really in this massive like locked horns with Lewis Hamilton. You know, th- that's going to take a toll, uh, in my opinion, anyway. Um, and it it does just seem. Like, for example, you know, he's battling Hamilton and then just loses it under acceleration. I know it was windy, but you didn't see any other. We had like 93 overtakes, I think, in the race, and not one of them was a spin like Vettel's. So what, what, do, you, what do you make of it? Yeah, it's, it's something I would have expected more from a rookie to do rather than a seasoned veteran and four-time world champion. But I, I think the only, the only reason why this should be considered a big deal, obviously it was a big deal in terms of it lost him a massive amount of places again um and again we touched on it last year as as well um yeah whenever he seems to make a mistake it doesn't cost him one place it usually costs him quite a few um and definitely off the podium so yes yes it's kind of a big deal in that sense but i think it only will play a major part is it if he lets it get into his head Mm. um it's it's race number two of the season it's not the kind of opener you really want, but I don't know if it's like people are always going to pick up on it because he's like seems to be like mission spin now, yeah, forever. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's a man but that it's really not a pays massive... attention to the memes, does he? Well, I hope I hope not <laughs> because otherwise that will get into your head and mm. then you're more likely to make more mistakes. But is he cracking under pressure? No, I don't think so. I think it is just a case of. It's hard to say. Like it, I, it genuinely is hard to say because I don't want to come out and say Vettel's lost it or Vettel never had it. It's just a case of a lot of coincidences in a row. Yeah. What do you think of it, Dan? I've I've got one theory. Oh, go um, on. I love a Dan theory. Let's go. Oh, no. Dan um, theory corner. Go well, on. over the winter, you know, Vettel has that mysterious third paddle on his wheel last year. Yeah. Um, there was a theory from the Italian media that that was to help him rotate the car in the corners like it activated the ERS or the braking system in such a way like it's clearly legal and there's probably other drivers that have it but Vettel likes to have a car that he likes to rotate the car early and quickly like all throughout his career that's why he was so good in the blown diffuser era yeah but I'm wondering if if he's doing that a lot on all corners when he's in a battle 
and he's doing this thing that tries to rotate the car like he likes it and it's just catching him out in battles and I'm wondering if that might be something to do with it. Because it is, it is, it's the same spin every time. He yeah, loses yeah. the back end on the inside of another car. On the inside of another car. So yeah, maybe. I mean, like he's trying to turn tighter and get the throttle down. And yeah, do too there's much definitely the something that he's doing that is causing it. Um, Another theory is that the, it's to do with the Ferrari's aero philosophy and that it stalls the aero in a certain position. But I don't think we've seen enough from. Raikkonen or Leclerc this year to exactly. suggest that that would be the case. No one else ha- has had this same no, problem. No. So, I mean, it's kind of something that m- might talk about um, with the Red Bulls a little bit later on, but Gasly came out saying that the reason why he's not doing so well is that the car does not suit his driving yeah. style and he's having to really adapt to the Red Bull over the Toro Rosso. The Toro Rosso was set up in a way that was very good for him and yeah. the Red Bull is not. So he's having to adjust. So maybe it is just a case of Seb's driving style now doesn't quite match the, the Ferrari. Yeah, which will be interesting to see how then the, the development over this year, you know, if he is able to have that sway and then what if Charles says, well, I don't want the car set up that way, what will happen? Who knows? Because right now Charles is essentially the number one in terms of the championship. Yeah. He's four points ahead. It's not a huge amount. But I think in, in general, Ferrari can take a lot from Bahrain. Like they were yeah. the quickest package. And mm. yet Mercedes still come out with a one-two. Yeah. Like how, I don't know how Mercedes manage it. It's, it's they incredible. Were... They're just so consistent in the, in the way that they go. But even when they're not quick, they're still yeah. there and they're thereabouts, aren't they? Well, I think, you know, consistency can win you world championships. It's not going to win you the most exciting, like, the most the most exciting battle for yeah. a world championship, but it will still win you world championships. And there was um, a theory coming out that the reason why Ferrari was so slow in Australia is because they dialed back the engine um, and then dialed it back up for Bahrain and it caused problems yeah. on both cars. So, yeah. obviously... Charles had the massive failure, but Seb was also complaining that he had problems mm. too. And they were coming out saying, well, maybe they actually turned up the engine too high because they were yeah. insanely quick, yeah. like way, way far and above everybody else and then just had the reliability issues. So it's, it'd be interesting to see what happens in China and if they die back. That's, that's a, <laughs> well, yeah, that's the track that they'll want to turn the wick up as well with, with how long the straight is. Massively. Um, so... Yeah, it does seem like they have fundamental issues with their engine at the moment. Even though you know they were really quick in Bahrain, the consistency isn't there. Anyway, let's move on to another team that well, Ferrari did impress. They didn't get the results, but they did impress. Another team that did impress, which Dan has a three-word race review for me for, for me for is uh, what 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 team impressed Dan? Uh, McLaren is back. Are they? That was, that was a long pause. Yeah. I was like, are you going to say anything else? <laughs> McLaren is well and truly back. Why, why do you think that, uh, Dan, that well, McLaren is back? I'm, I'm kind of hoping they are because, you know, everyone wants to see more teams up at the front. But for the first time in years, really, McLaren had a good race where it wasn't just down to Alonso being brilliant or a safety car or some strategy or something. Both cars in the hands of both drivers were genuinely quick the whole yeah. weekend. I think science was like half a tenth off without qualifying Verstappen. Yeah. Lando got through to Q3. In the race, Sainz was challenging Verstappen. Lando finished P6 in the end. And they looked like they were up there with perhaps Renault as the fastest midfield team. Mm. Which is very exciting to see. Finally, yeah. McLaren yeah. showing some sort of form of you know pace. And con- and they were quick on the straights and they're able yeah. to, to make overtakes happen. Dan Beard, 15, comes in with a three-word race review of Norris next Hamilton. And Jonty's corner says, Papaya coming back. And you have, yeah, it's just exciting to see the midfield battle in general is really quite close, isn't it? You know, you, you've got uh, all these teams fighting, you've got Raikkonen in the mix as well. Yeah. Um, but in terms of McLaren, we had a Sin BS dance break come in. Yeah. And it wasn't a question, it was just <laughs> Lando being amazing and, uh, and Albon as well, but we'll talk about him shortly. But yeah, Lando was particularly impressive. Obviously, Science was as well until that instant with Verstappen. Um, should we maybe talk about that Max uh, Carlos incident? Because for me, watching in the stands and watching the replay, I haven't looked at it over and over and over. I felt like Max was just as much in the wrong as, as Carlos. It... See, I think Carlos shut the door. Yeah, for me, that was the very definition of a racing incident. Oh, absolutely, 100%. Yeah, yeah. But I do think Carlos Max could have avoided it by, by, coming, by not lunging so much. Carlos could have avoided it by leaving more room. It's just... They came together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were racing and, it, and, it and they came together. Incident, yeah, it was a racing incident, wasn't it? It was deemed a racing incident. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that was the right call. Yeah, I, f- I feel like Max was aggressive. Uh, because, but it's Max Verstappen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it, science w- knows that. Yeah, it, it was... I can see... Yeah, science was quite eager to close the door, definitely. Um, well, I think that, science was probably trying to prove that 
that he's not going to get beaten by a 19 year old because you know everyone's singing Lando's praises and everyone's forgotten Carlos Sainz and this was his race to prove actually you know I'm the more experienced Mm. racer I can I can put in a more exciting performance and I argue I would argue that he did up until that point yeah. and then it yeah. was all over which was yeah. a shame it was like I, I genuinely that was one of the moments where I screamed and everyone came running into the commentary <laughs> box because I mean great qualifying from both of the guys obviously but science I think he definitely impressed me yeah, he me even too. took yeah. it to a Mercedes and I was like jeez here we go like this is cool yeah um and I felt like you Dan I was like oh my god have they finally got it together but it is just going to be little incidences like this where now I think, you know, the, the records will show a DNF next to Science's name mm. and P6 next to Lando's. So yeah. it's, you know, again, like I think Lando drove a, a good race. He, he had some good battles, but I, it wasn't the same for me as him in Australia. I just, I, I, he did a good job, but it wasn't like, I don't know, it wasn't like massively exciting i mean what lando in bahrain or lando in australia lando in bahrain oh i I thought lando in bahrain was better than lando in australia oh much better yeah yeah i I felt like in australia lando was a little bit shy i mean it took like eight laps to get past giovanazzi on like pretty much screwed tires whereas uh there was a there was a replay that wasn't even put on the f1 youtube channel which was him going around the outside of gasly uh, into turn four oh that was, was a, that was and he used the, he used the whole curb and yeah that was a, no that was that a really was a good move, brilliant move. I think but it's also bahrain don't forget yeah land of overtaking land nice, land of nice, lando nice. Oh, no work. it but no that okay yeah, yeah i'm being unfair it was a good race but i felt like had science not had science and max not come together yeah, science would have def- science would have been the man of the hour so, yeah. but i mean still like for a rookie mm. p6 and mclaren is freaking awesome that's better than alonso did last year yes um so yeah alonso's not in the team and mclaren are getting competitive it's just it is well he said, in te- <laughs> he said in testing because they're doing testing right now yeah. in bahrain alonso got in the car and he said like this is miles better than last year of but of course he's gonna say that i mean i think it's that. clear that it is a better car yeah but yes, I mean, yeah, Alonso, king of spin. Yes. Along yeah, with Zach. I mean, when Zach Brown and Alonso were in the same team, my God. Like, <laughs> there was some spiel. There was some spiel coming out of that team for one. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm with Dan. I'm very happy that McLaren are looking competitive and yeah. I hope they can get both cars in the top 10. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think in terms of observing sort of Lando's performance, that the main thing was the fact that I felt like he was scared in Australia, but... He definitely had a lot more confidence in, in Bahrain. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he actually went for the moves, which was great to see. Because, you know, you might think that you know, it'll take a half a season, who knows, to get confident on the brakes. But I was speaking to him in, in Bahrain after the race, and he said, yeah, it's not long till I just start sending it, you know. And, and, and he yeah, once he it. gets to that, he's gonna he said he's going to make some uh, some pretty interesting moves, and he's going to go for it. And so I'm like, hell yes, please, please yeah. continue with this. So I feel like it's only a matter of time till Lando starts putting some serious yeah. dive Well, it's like we said before, you know, Leclerc took until Baku really to get settled in yeah. in in the Sauber, which as it was known back then, um, that feels like Sauber feels like a historic <laughs> thing, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Now it's Alfa Romeo. Um, but yeah, like bring it. I can't. I think I think Norris and Science as a team is really strong yeah. actually, which I, is not something I thought I would be saying. No, there was no. a lot of question marks. Like, are they young drivers? Science yeah. is only 23, 24. He's 24, and, yeah. Yeah, and he's, you know, not a veteran by any stretch, but those two seem to, to work well together. They're getting the results of Science, obviously not from Bahrain, but yeah, in I mean, general it seems thing, to be working. Yeah, that's the thing, like two DNFs next to Science's name is just not justified, I don't mm. think. It is such a shame, but that's racing. That is racing. Right, let's quickly talk about Gasly. Um, yeah. I don't want to put too many words because i don't think there is many positives to come out of what gasly's done so far judd dogliotti says should gasly be dropped if he doesn't improve it's going to be this whole like you know social media storm over yeah gasly should be dropped blah 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 blah. i don't Kvyat personally gets promoted. see it gasly goes back if, to Toro if, or so. <laughs> if daniel gets put up to red bull i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna do like that poor guy it's like you know a girl like dumping him and then be like come back no no come and that it's just it's the strangest f1 career i think i've ever seen yeah um, but in terms of Gasly, he's not. I, I, for me, okay, you, the car doesn't handle the way that you like. But there's only a certain amount 
of kind of forgiveness I think I can personally give him purely because he's not a rookie he's had time in the Toro Rosso he has performed in the Toro Rosso fair yeah. enough but he is so far off the pace that it's, it's almost frightening for him I imagine I mean I think there's probably a lot going on behind the scenes that we're not aware of and I think you know we've spoken to enough drivers to know that the setup of the car is very important and if it doesn't suit your driving style then it's tough it is very very tough I do see what you're saying, and I do agree that, you know, he's in a Red Bull. It's not his rookie season. He's against Max Verstappen. He said that he was going to bring it to Max Verstappen, and he's not. Mm. But, yeah, I wonder, like, a lot a lot can change when you move teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, that kind of doesn't go your way. But I agree, like, he has to step it up. Yeah, no, he's in a Red Bull. He needs to step it up, like Def- especially with the revolving be... doors that Red Bull. Um, and he knows teams. that, and he's benefited one hundred percent from that happening. So, fi- what's your, what's your find thoughts, it. I think, Gasly. yeah, I think he's definitely struggling more than he perhaps should be. But I also think you know he showed last year at Toro Rosso that he's a potentially very good can. driver. Yeah. yeah, he can perform, and that there might just be a moment with the setup or how he has to drive one weekend where everything will just click and suddenly he'll be on Max's pace or, you know, he'll be up where we expect him. But like you were saying about um, drivers changing teams, we've seen that with Ricardo in the race, you know, master of diving in on the brakes Mm. and then he just sort of clumsily ran into his teammate because it's a totally different car and he's not used to how to race in that car. And he wasn't wasn't even doing the overtaking that time, was he? He was trying to defend. (laughs) He was on much older tyres though, wasn't he? Because had he pitted by that point? He Um, hadn't. They were on different strategies, weren't they? I, yeah. think, I, think, exactly. I think this was later, like, after he no, made his I first think... pit stop. But Hulkenberg wasn't fresher tyres. Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, you're, you're totally right. Sorry, Matt, I've just smashed your <laughs> microphone. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's funny to see. But I hope, like, because was it Bahrain or China where Gasly finished fourth? Bahrain. Bahrain, yeah. So, so, so tale of He's shown years. that he can drive around that track. And I th- he does need, I think, I still want to give him the time. It's not like I'm like, get out. You know, I still think he deserves a season. But I think if we get sort of six, seven, eight races in and he's still got that same gap to Verstappen, that's when you've got to question his versatility as a driver, mm. you know, yeah. and adapting to the car. Um, so yeah, I, I wish the best for Gasly because he, he does seem like a really nice guy. It's just just not performing the way that some people expected. Right, let's move on to uh, the team that you just mentioned, actually, Dan. Uh, Rick Derij underscore O2. Derijk? I'm going to go with Derijk. It's, I think it's from uh, the Netherlands. Uh, Renault double disaster. Mm, that was... Not quite so, a moment have we ever seen anything like that before oh Dan's, yeah. <laughs> Dan's coming in with the wicked fact I was about to say have we ever seen anything before of the same lap with a failure that isn't crashing into each other uh, what is it <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind was 1998 Spanish Grand Prix the two arrows of uh, Nicasalo and Pedro Diniz yeah. they were on the pit straight and they both like the camera panned to one and it was sort of Diniz or one of them smoking at the side of the road yeah. and then Salo comes past and his engine blows up and he parks up like 100 <laughs> metres down the road like, so this is it this is this is why I'm, I'm so happy that Dan can be on this podcast because he is literally like an F1 Wikipedia you can just go Dan 1991 and then you'll be like a story, you'll just be able to recall the whole season you could probably just sit here for 10 hours and just talk about every season ever right yeah, no, so that, that. yeah it's beautiful it's beautiful <laughs> stuff Dan so yeah it has happened before but not very often that we no. see on the same especially in this era of car yeah, yeah that you don't you don't really because the reliability is a lot better than what it was back in the early 90s so quite sad especially for Hulkenberg that's what I found because Hulkenberg had, had a stunning race that was it, and I famously haven't really backed Hulkenberg very much but that was he did a he drove a good race that was really good he looked strong he looked like commanding he was quick he was like showing Ricardo up massively, especially in yeah. that incident where he where Ricardo clipped him. I um, love his little team radio. Yeah. Like, what's what's he doing? What's he doing? <laughs> Me. <laughs> it wasn't angry. It was just kind of like, huh? What's he doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, who's this rookie over yeah. here? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think, and like, like, actually, for both races, Hulkenberg's looked slightly stronger than Ricardo, mm-hmm. which is not the way I expected it to go and yep. I'm pretty sure Ricardo didn't expect it to go that way either no. um, but yeah so that's that's another that's another team I've got my eye on in terms of how that soap opera is going to play yeah, out it's going to be an interesting one because Renault have spent a lot of money on Ricardo mm-hmm. so they'll be expecting him to to be the top dog but because Hulkenberg loves a great performance but it's never for a podium it's, it's always a great points finish to sixth and yeah. it's, it's just or he breaks down yeah he's and literally whenever I see, whenever I used to see a Renault outside the Renault I was like oh yeah that's Hulkenberg 
Yeah. And it always <laughs> was. Like, it's he either crashes, breaks down, the or sixth is or nowhere. Nothing for him in that yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. just that glory isn't sixth he, place. Yeah, is it sixth or seventh he usually finishes? Uh, seventh. seventh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's all, but Lucky sixth, number hey, seven. He's got number six, which is, uh, but it was, it was a great, uh, well, it wasn't a great result. It was great. It was good performance from mm. Renault in general. They seemed quite yeah. close in terms of McLaren um, performance-wise. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm actually really, I'm, it's one of the seasons I'm actually quite excited for the midfield battle oh, and yeah, how yeah. it's going to sort of unfold. Especially, I feel like it's like that extra layer with the Netflix documentary as well, because you feel like you've almost got to know the teams a little bit more uh, and what goes on behind the scenes. So I, I hope they do season two. Have they talked about season two? Yeah, they yeah, they're filming they, it. They're they filming it now. God, sign yeah. me up. Right, uh, Tommy couldn't be here today, but he put a three-word race review in on Instagram, which is quite funny. Uh, Bottas 2 and then a dot which is point but I'll allow it as not a word and then O so Bottas 2.0 but, but O O-H. is in like O O, o. o. we won't d- dive too long why into is that Bottas why is that Matty because he is, just keeps letting me down yeah. Uh, is, and, oh yeah he's just sorry hang on hang on whoa 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 what were we talking about last podcast? I can't actually remember like what I said. Material, was it, was it? Wasn't yeah. it like the hype of Bottas and, oh my God, the beard has given him superpowers? <laughs> he shaved though. And we I, saw him and he only had stubble. That's it. That's the problem. So he's like Samson from Samson Delilah. Like yeah. you cut his hair off and all and, his strength and he's lost, goes. he's lost all his powers. So, uh, but... For me, Bottas, I I don't know what to, to make of the guy anymore. I, I reckon that's just, the thing just that I maybe said, just stop. Just stop having opinions stop on Stop having him. an opinion but, on him. Because that's the thing. He'll go to China and he'll win by three minutes. That's what I said in IBR. And it's it's just, he is just, because the, they said, Mercedes love to, for some reason this, this year especially, give out excuses for drivers every single race. So <laughs> Hamilton was damaged and blah, 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 blah. This time Bottas was just told to calm down and just chill out but I don't understand why he'd be 30 seconds behind his teammate especially when Charles had that issue if Charles had had half the issue he did he wouldn't have overtaken him yeah. sort of thing so for me he was just nowhere Bottas weekend, was lucky he? He was... to get on the podium full stop oh, yeah, if yeah. Vettel hadn't have spun and Leclerc hadn't had he an was issue just like, oh, thank you oh thank you Ferrari yeah. Yeah, just, it was so odd anyway Bottas were the, to be continued in China do you have yeah. any extra it... words on, on Bottas Dan no <laughs> just mediocre Right, now it's time for A, B, C, D, E, F, one. Woo. <laughs> People love this segment so um, hard. Right, so this is the segment, if you don't know, where we go through each team rating in a quick-fire fashion how we think each driver did over the course of the race weekend. Okay, mm-hmm. let's dive straight into it. Mercedes, Lewis Hamilton. We Solid B. No, I'm going to go with A. B, I was going to go with at, least, at the yeah. most a B. Well, he almost, almost got better in qualifying and then battled with him in the race, was there to capitalise. I don't think he did anything wrong or bad. Yeah. His qualifying wasn't great. I mean, yeah, okay, Mercedes was way off the pace of Ferrari, but... Uh, okay, A. All right, Valtteri Bottas. D. 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 We're all going to go with D. Yeah. <laughs> so what did he get last time? A. An A, a, a star? I tried to give him an a, give him an a star. I think he got an A in the end. Uh, and now he's got a D. This is inconsistent grade report. We're going to have to get his parents I in. I told um, you so. Hey, he might but... get an A next next time. Who knows? Um, uh, Ferrari, Sebastian Vettel. Uh, oh, D. Uh, F. No, I'll, I'll, <laughs> does Vettel disgust you? Or? No, I just make a, I like noises. Yeah, uh, I like noises. Uh, so D, you want to give him an F? Uh, he, he came home and got points. So yeah, but he's in a Ferrari and he came fifth. <laughs> in a Ferrari, isn't crashing an F? And he got like he got P one into turn one. Like what the hell? How do you throw that away? Yeah, exactly. So he, he showed some. And they potential. made a wrong. They made the wrong strategy call with him as well. Hey, that's he that's, got, that's got, his parents. Ferrari. Got, that's he got not him. Jumped. Yeah, but this is this is. This it was, is total. It was a little bit unlucky that that's been resulted in the total destruction of, of the his, front car. End of his car <laughs> yeah. as well. Well, I mean that was spec. We didn't even cover that. That yeah, was spectacular. That, that was incredible. Was, that was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my the life. The TVs didn't even see it, did they? Until the replay, and they were oh, his front wing's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Bang. It was just, uh, the sparks were I incredible. The, the, the memes that came out of that. It was amazing. There were like Back to the Future memes. Star power. Yeah, Mario star power. <laughs> to manifold. <laughs> okay, Dan, you are the. Uh, okay, so I've gone for D. Jess has gone for F. What is it? You choose. Go because you're the you're the third vote. D. D. Okay, D for Vettel. I'm getting outvoted. Charles Leclerc, A star. A star. A star. Flawless. I don't think he. I don't think it was flawless. I'll go with an A. Okay, but two A stars. So A star for Charles. <laughs> Yep. How can you stop, like stop letting that again? Oh my god, jumping on the hype train. It was he had a, he had a bad start and he brought it back. So that's the only reason why I don't give him an A star. If he'd had a good start to turn one, he'd had an A star. star. Okay, but 
What are you going for, Dan? A-star. Okay, two A-stars. That's an A-star for Charles. Uh, Max Verstappen, I think a solid B. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing great, nothing yeah. terrible. Uh, Pierre Gasly. C? Yeah, you turned up. No. No, it, no it's got to be a D as well, I think. We're, we're really harsh. D, this Vettel yeah. spun and basically ruined no, that's the entire true. race. Gasly got points and we've kind of been speaking about giving him oh, a bit of a chance. I think C, that might be fair. We don't yeah. want to be horrible with it's our grading. in the midfield here. as well if he's like caught up in other people's battles and stuff. That yeah, might we don't want to affect his psychology anymore when he listens to this podcast and he hears that we gave him a D. <laughs> All right, we need okay. to get some motivation up. Gasly, C. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo. <sighs> we did out, well, we only out qualified Hulkenberg because he had a problem, didn't he? So. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't and a great race for Ricciardo. Because Hulkenberg started 17th. Ricciardo started where? 11th. 10th. No, oh, because the penalty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, great. So he started 10th, and he would have had fresh tyres as well as Hulkenberg, right? So, it wasn't a great yeah. race. No. Bad, I mean, yeah. he, was, he did end up on a one-stop strategy, which was totally wrong for some yeah. reason. I don't know why. Because it's such an abrasive track, isn't it? It's yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, people did it last last year and actually benefited from a one-stop, so... Is it softer tyres this time? Because of um, the step in... Yeah, I mean, oh, don't, yeah, don't ask me about the damn tyre yeah, compounds. No, I mean, it's colours. Um, but yeah... Definitely, uh, Ricardo not particularly strong. A C, C I yeah. think, just not, didn't really impress. He hit his teammate. It's, it's going Can towards go a C minus. minus. Yeah. Okay, C we're, minus. We're, we're, we're bringing in minuses. Uh, where are Hulkenberg. we? Hulkenberg. Oh, yeah, Hulkenberg. I think Hulkenberg was a solid A. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree. Yeah. Bless him. Uh, Roman Grosjean. Oh, my God. Did he even turn up? Did ha- were Haas even there? I felt like the only- <laughs> every time I saw them on the TVs, they looked like they were being lapped, and they, were, they weren't. They just had no pace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and they, and Grosjean got the penalty. Yeah, yeah. D. Grosjean is costing me so many points in F1 fantasy. Why as is, is he Daniel still in Ricardo, your team? Because he's cheap. I'm getting, um, I'm I getting think, rid of Ricardo. I need to put Lando in. Switch to him. I need to put. Yeah. I, I need to get rid of Lando and switch to Grosjean if I want to finish bottom of the. Uh, <laughs> the problem is, the, the scary thing is because I made three teams. I made my actual team uh, a team that I thought, oh, this would be funny to put loads of good drivers and a terrible constructor, and then my team negative which is like trying to get as little points as possible. And that one is not that far off my actual team. <laughs> and my banter team with the really good drivers and terrible constructors is like 50 points ahead of my actual team. <laughs> I'm absolutely fuming with Daniel Ricciardo. He's lost me about mine, like 25 points. He I think I still turboed him yeah, as well. he's turboed for oh, me oh, as well. I didn't... I forgot to... <laughs> D-Turbo Ricardo. I think you're just ahead of me. And then Tommy <laughs> himself in the race when he retired. I don't know, maybe. Tommy's beaten us by like 70 points. It's ridiculous. Anyway, um, so Grosjean and Magnussen. What, what, I feel like they're just a collective. Like what, what, I think Magnussen just gets a C. Because yeah, where, where did he finish? He qualified brilliantly. Like he, he finished almost qualified 13th. Verstappen. But then in the race, his pace was just nowhere. No, so yeah. it's like the Haas was a totally different car from yeah. the race or something. They so. said like in the uh, in post-race interviews, they were just like, the car just wasn't there. Yeah, Magnussen just seemed really like down and like just no pace. So yeah. I'll go with a C purely because I feel like it was the, maybe the car rather than yeah, him. Because yeah. uh, you know, they usually do pretty well when the car's with them. Uh, McLaren, Carlos Sainz. Oh, that's a tough That's a difficult one. I'd go with... B? B, yeah, I was going to say, because he was on he was, fire for yeah. the every racing up until the fourth lap. When he... So it's almost like... Yeah, he four laps, that's really depressing, isn't it? Yeah. It's like he was having a really good lesson and then he shouted out in class something really rude. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. That's kind of where, where we're going at. But, you know, your work was still good, so yeah. we'll go with a B. <laughs> okay, B for signs. And Lando Norris, I'm going to give an A. Lando. No, I'd say B as well. B. Really? Yeah, B's across the board. Carlos, Keeping Raikkonen behind and, and... Well, no, because Carlos outperformed him most of the weekend, and but Lando was better in the race because yeah. he didn't crash into... Yeah, him. okay, all right, well... He had a safer majority. race. He had a safer race, which rewarded yeah. him. Yeah. He, when I spoke to him, Still I was like, good. Lando, oh, yeah, like, well done on P6, blah, 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 blah. And he was just kind of like, yeah. He's like the most chill, chill guy he's just ever. Like, yeah, because I think, because he's won everything he's ever done. If, he did, if he's not winning an F1 race, I don't think he's entirely satisfied I think if he gets a podium obviously he'll be elated but I feel like he just and it's a great mentality to have that he just wants to keep getting better he's always got this I can't work out if it's just nerves but he has this like wry little smile that he does do you know do you notice and you just like he does it in the interviews now like not to give you a complex but um I'm always like is he just doing it because he's I don't, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's just like just the I way. I think he's he... genuinely nervous. I think it, the whole thing is just still a little bit daunting to him. Yeah. Which is, but then when I he's in the car, I think it's quite endearing though. I is. think people are people endeared love it. to that. Yeah. that it's almost like, like a first day at school. Every single time you speak to him, he's just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, I'm here. This is amazing, you know. So yeah, he's he's doing well. Uh, racing point. I don't even remember seeing them. Did, did, were they even there? The only yeah. thing that I saw was, was Stroll cocking the up the start. Was yeah. that a scream? Yeah. 
Just a little whoop, just a little whelp. Um, only because there were some spectacular sparks in the background. Oh, yeah, the onboard but that from was Albert pretty much it. Where it was just like, like a firestorm into his face. <laughs> it was, was like, like some... I should probably get out of this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great slipstream, but wow, I'm on fire. <laughs> That was the only time we really saw them, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Just and nowhere. Perez, Perez finished P10, but that's Somehow. pretty much because every yeah, car in front of him up. like cocked up. So. Okay, so Perez will give a C. Yeah. And Lance a D because he D. didn't. Where did he finish? Fourteenth. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. Just a bit meh, really. Yeah. Just do better. He did. So, he had such a good Australia as well. He did. Yeah. He did. And you know uh, who was it? Came out. Oh, Perez came out and said he's the best team I've ever had. <laughs> One. Daddy, please yeah. give me. Yeah. Wiping Mr. away Stroll, with can you fifty please? pound notes. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Perez on the bus going to Bahrain. That was really odd because you we were had, in the same trainers. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't because I didn't. I wanted to take a picture of him, obviously, but he was with his whole team, and I was just kind of like, I'm just going to take a picture of his trainers. But I just I found it so strange because we were on this really kind of hot transfer bus going <laughs> to the the plane, and I was just looked. I was like, oh, that's Sergio Perez. Why is he on this 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 bus? <laughs> like, so yeah, he's they're still. Just, they're just people. And the thing was. We, when we came on the plane, like three of his um, team sat in business, and then he went and sat in economy. No, he didn't. <laughs> wow. He was in economy. Yeah. What? Wasn't he, Vincent? Yeah, he's nodding. He's just a man of the people. I was kind of like, wow, he's so humble. I feel like there was a, a complete ticket mess I up. I wonder but why that happened. Yeah. And uh, I was just, I was a bit shocked. I was like, wow, I'm in the same kind of seats as Sergio Perez right now. If it's good enough for Sergio. Then it's good enough for me. Alfa Romeo, Kimi Raikkonen. Solid race oh, from Kimi. Good. Yeah. He was I feel like he. I he feel like he's really outperforming the car. He was right aggressive now. as well. Like, he was. Kenny's not normally been one for aggression at that Ferrari. That double overtake on Toro Rosso. That well, was pretty much double. I mean, he had better tyres, but I, I you care. wouldn't expect Kimmy to, <laughs> lovely. to do that. Yeah. <laughs> lovely. Yeah. Lovely. It was saucy. So let's go. I'm going to go with an A, Kimmy. Go on. Sorry, you going to say, Jeff? I think. A's a bit high. I'd go with a B. I, I feel like you're I, about to agree I, with I, me, Dan. I am going to go with an A, yeah. Good work, Dan. Why am I getting just outvoted? Because we're wrong. This entire time. <laughs> yes, Dan, Your love it. opinions are invalid. <laughs> Antonio Giovinazzi. I'm not standing for that. No, you're sitting for it. <laughs> oh, that was bad. I love so, that. I'm sorry. This is why Dan's here. Antonio Giovinazzi. Um, he didn't have a great race, really did he? He's not performing at the moment, is he? No. He I didn't even write him down. Wow. I have a list of like, the I have notes guy. on every driver and I didn't write him down. Just he had no notes. He was just, where did he finish? I don't know because I didn't oh, write him I down. Fifteenth. Like yeah, yeah, it was. Like, it was, like, it was, it was D, D, oh no, I did write him down. He finished eleventh. Oh, oh, right. see, and he and he caused that collision with Kvyat. He didn't. Did Kvyat get? No, Kvyat got a penalty for speeding. Yeah, speeding, yeah right. Yeah. Okay, but and it was a racing incident. It was a racing incident. I think. Yeah. Mm. I feel like it was, he was slightly more to blame. Who? Joe in that seat. Yeah, yeah me too. but. I think he even put his hand up and said sorry. Yeah, he was kind of like, so, wait. Did, like, what am I doing here with my hand? <laughs> is, this, is this an apology or is it, <laughs> am I doing, I what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, but, um, uh, C, I think just C. Yeah. He, did he, he, re- hang on, where did he qualify? He qualified 16th and finished 11th, but again, like, a few DNFs. But, few DNFs. Uh, yeah, just a bit Six. of a mediocre performance. Torosso, Daniel Kvyat. He was kind of anonymous as well. He was outqualified by Albin again, but I think he had problems in qualifying. The team accidentally sent him out on a used set of tyres for his final run. <laughs> How do you do that? I don't know. How do you just go, yeah, these look new? Yeah. <laughs> uh, where did he finish? He Could finished you? in 12th. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, C. Get in the bid. Well, right. Yeah. Alex Albin. Good B. race. Really good. Really yeah. good. B. B. Solid yeah. B. Yeah, he's, he's like, I love well. his personality as well. He's so refreshing in the interviews. He's just kind of like, yeah, I love this. I'm in F1. <laughs> I, I love watching him personally. He's. He, yeah. I, I felt like he was still quite nervous in the car in Australia, but better. He's a little bit Lando-like. I think they're sort of both their opening races have been kind of similar where they've yeah. been good, but a little bit tentative and they're sort of getting a bit more confident. I was really, I think I said in the last podcast, I was, re- I was really worried about Albon, like how he was going to get on. But... Yeah, we got a glimpse of the racer in there, which yeah. is nice. Because we all know it's there because of his performance in F2. Yeah, but sure. the guy almost beat Leclerc in GP3 for yeah. the championship. Like, it came down to the last race or the last race yeah. weekend. Like, he's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got it in him to do well. Yeah. No, he's, he's a, he seems like a good guy, and, and he is improving, definitely. And a points um, finish. Yeah, a bit lucky with the two Renaults. I think he said in his interview, he was like, yeah, I wasn't on for points, and then they both conked out. But mm. hey, he got yeah. two points, yeah. so got to be give him a B. 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 Oh, well, you're in, sorry, wait, are you agreeing with me now? Yeah. Oh, okay, no, uh, I agree. <laughs> 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 and finally, Williams, George Russell and Robert Kubica. Um, <sighs> ungradable? Did no, we, did we think, ever see no, them? No, no, no. Well, George I, Russell beat George, Kubica. Uh, and 
Well, I, I couldn't what happened out because George started ahead of Kibitza. They were literally fighting. Then Kibitza got the yeah. I mean, insane. nice little. They did kind of have all because we were sat in the grandstand, which was on the pit straight, which was an awesome spot. All the eighteen cars will go through, and then it'll be about one, two, three, and the Williams will come through side by side, going into turn one. It was brilliant, honestly. The amount of times they were going side by side, it was uh, they were having a good little ding dong. And George, the only thing he can do is beat Kubica, and that's what he's done. He did. So yeah. Russell Again. B, Russell B, Kubica C, C. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's did you get hear on. Russell um, when they went um, for their warm up lap before the grid? Um, Russell got his engineers to tape up his vents on his yes, helmet. Yes, his helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, he was getting sand in his eyes, but then realised, oh, those vents are actually for air circulation, and oh my god, it's hot in here now. <laughs> yeah. So he did the whole race with his visor up. Oh, really? Part, partially up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just to let some air in. Which is ridiculous. Which is quite That's funny. Sad. Well, but you can you manage that. It's like when you go karting and you accidentally forget, and then you're like, oh. you, when you go like 20 miles an hour, you're like, whoa, that's not 200. Like, oh, that would be ridiculous. Right, predictions for Bahrain. Uh, yeah. These are the ones that we had. Bottas redeems himself with a lunge into turn one for the lead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he, he lunged into turn something and got second. Uh, Hamilton will DNF? No, so zero points for me. Jess, Daniel will finish ahead of Nico. Wrong. Technically did Well, by about 10 metres. Yeah, right? and, and two seconds. Yeah, to be fair, both of yours are right. Charles will get fastest lap. So, Holy crap. So we'll say both of yours are right. So that's two points for you. Yeah, you're winning the, the, the prediction award. <laughs> Dan, some will get beaten by, someone will get beaten by Williams. No. I mean, no. Well, on the podium. Ricardo and Hogberg were classified. No. no I'm wrong. Shh, don't even I'm try. Fan that. predictions. Uh, Philippe Imotto, uh, Leclerc grows a beard, wins, and curses on the radio. In fact, nearly all of those were right because he nearly won. He definitely did curse on the radio. Didn't, did he grow a beard? No, not really. Uh, sacred silence. Kimmy will get on a camel after being parked in the sand. No. Barrelier. Ricardo keeps his wing. Grosjean keeps his wheels. And Kvyat will keep his seat. Ricardo did keep his wing. Just. Grosjean kept his wheels. Just again. Uh, <laughs> sure. Half a point. Predictions for China. Okay. My two predictions. The race will have more than 100 overtakes. Okay. And well, so would you say Bahrain had 93? 93. Yeah. I think it's a solid prediction. And it will be another scintillating race for strategy with one or two stops both being viable. So one of those, like, the beautiful thing of Bahrain was the fact that we didn't really know, like, Hamilton going on a different compound to Leclerc. It's just that abrasive surface and pushing them into a two-stop was what made the race so amazing. So I'm hoping that will happen again in China. Dan, your two? Uh, well, my first one is the opposite to yours. Yeah, and I know. I think That's Chinese... what you sent me your prediction, and I was like, this is not, this is not happening. <laughs> one of us is getting points here. I think that... There's so much hype about the Chinese Grand Prix because it's always a good race. And, and, the and it's GP. the 1,000th championship race. With 1,000 lights. With 1,000 lights, yes, if you uh, saw my April Fool. Um, <laughs> April uh, Fool's article is brilliant. Go check it out. But, yeah, I think there's so much hype about it, but inevitably it's just going to end up being a total dud and everyone will just want to forget about it. I hope not. No, me too. Me too. And Jess, yours? Uh, mine were that... Um, I can't remember. Can you please bring them up? <laughs> okay, one moment. <laughs> yours are Grosjean will DNF. Oh, yeah, DNF Grosjean will DNF. And Bottas. Um, yeah, Grosjean's going to DNF again. Ouch. Yeah. Netflix documentary going to be lit. <laughs> yeah, legit. And um, Bottas will dive bomb... Somewhere. Try a dive bomb overtake. Um, I'm not, I'm not, not saying... I'm not going to say whether he succeeds or not. Yeah, I'm not going to okay. say whether he does it successfully or not okay and the three fan predictions Duncan Craig 14 Hulkenberg on the podium John Dibble only one Williams will be on the back row and Chris J Kimbers Ferraris take each other out is the Williams one because one of them will DNF no qualifying I or DNS D yeah DNS. Or DNQ <laughs> oh no outside the 107% jeez there. there we go Ferrari what was the last one Ferrari Ferraris take, take each other out Ooh, please no not. please no Please, <laughs> I've gone through enough despair after Bahrain. Right, that is it. Thank you so much for watching this WTF1 podcast. Dan, or loving the shirt still, remember. and listening, and feeling, and vibrationing. Oh, I'm not vibrationing. Feeling the vibrations of our voices. Okay, cool. Thank you so much, <laughs> Jess and Dan. Dan, great shirt again. I uh, hope everyone enjoyed this WTF1 podcast. Yes, we're on video. Well done. Thank you. We're here. Goodbye. We are still alive. Okay, say goodbye. 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 Adios.